if you have the right culture fit with the right candidate that needs that particular culture, then it, it's almost like magic. This is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth. Exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host, John Barsness. Today we have Miss Carol Robinson, our HR generalist and recruiter. Carol, nice to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. Tell me, um, how long have you been doing recruiting? Well, like I like to say, women do not like to tell their age or how long they've been doing a job. Um, but I have been doing it for many, many, many years and in many different facets. I um, started by accident and actually have continued to grow it and found that it's just something that I love to do because I love working with humans. Nice. Um, what's your favorite part about recruiting? Humans. Humans. Why? Because you never know what is going to come out of their mouth, right, when they're talking, and you get a little glimpse into their, how they operate in the world, and you can just tell so much in a simple conversation where you just ask questions. You know, it's kind of like this. If you ask the right questions, you'll lead down a path that maybe you hadn't expected. And it's wonderful when you've got a particular job in mind and uh, you're looking for that particular person with a particular personality to fit that, as well as having the right um, skill set. And when you find that person, it's, it's excitement. It's like you've been digging and digging and digging, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, look what I just found. And then when you recognize that it will change their life or has the potential to change their life or the potential to change the direction of a department, uh, in a company, that's exciting because you actually get to see your work um, make a difference. And I think that both on both sides, right? In the beginning for me, it was about the person. How could I make a difference in their life? How could I help someone who was unemployed to get a job that they loved, right? And then it became more about the fit of the person in the company to help the company grow. And then everybody, it becomes a symbiotic relationship. Is that a long answer to a short question? No, it's perfect. <laughs> um, speaking of dynamics and the way they fit into a job, here at FCP, you know, we do values-based leadership. Mm. How do you put two and two together? Well, I think um, one of the new buzzwords is kind of culture-based, values-based, uh, and I think one of the biggest challenges that we have is that when you have a company that is authentically trying to live its espoused values, that it's a rough road, right? So you might be living in two worlds where they say that this is important, but when you get there, you discovered it's not important yet. So I think the challenges that come about with values-based uh, is that very thing that making sure that you're walking the walk. So you can write it down on a piece of paper. It can look beautiful on a marketing document, but where the rubber hits the road is when the person actually ends up in a job. And one of the things that you know is that 
if you have the right culture fit with the right candidate that needs that particular culture, then it, it's almost like magic because everything seems to work. Um, because when they move in, they're hired, they're encouraged, uh, they find sustenance in in that particular job. Uh, they actually can see a future for themselves in growing with a company. Uh, they're proactive in what it is that they do because the culture really embraces them right where they are. If it is an espoused value and it is on paper, but it is not lived it becomes detrimental to the candidate as well as uh, to the employee as well as to the company because what happens is it doesn't fit. It's uncomfortable. And then what ends up happening is people will say, peace out, I'm gone, and you'll lose a person. And I think one of the biggest challenges that we have right now is that the cost of losing an employee is dramatic. So those are the things that um, that I think are the challenges with value-based and why it's also fantastic if you have a company such as FCP, which is trying to authentically live its values of people, drive, and growth. Or as you put it yesterday, which I just thought was like a little ding, 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 which is people drive growth. <laughs> right? Which makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Both are very, very important to FCP. Um, so tell me, um, what values do you look for in people when you're recruiting for them? I mean, yeah. For FCP? Yeah. Well, you have to have people. Uh, so let's start with people. <laughs> if you're not a person who can be part of a team and understand that you have a part in, your, in the team, and as a candidate put this morning, it was just such a beautiful statement that she made when I was interviewing her. And she said, one of the things I had to learn in uh, my job was that it was like a sports team. I couldn't be both offense and defense. There is a place for you to be in the team, right? And when that fits, it's beautiful. You have to know where you are. So you start with raw talent. You look for the things such as skills. Do the skills fit? Um, uh, does the education fit? Does the personality fit? Um, are they someone who's highly social going into an unsocial team, right? Team that likes to put their head down and get their job done. You put someone like me in the middle of that team, I'm like the bullet in the room. I'm like, hey, let's go play. Let's go. So I wouldn't fit that particular culture. The other thing that I look for, which is the intrinsic part, and when we talk about the values of people drive and growth, when you're actually interviewing those individuals, how do they actually display that? Now, drive. We all know drive, right? You've met people who are highly driven, but they're not people-oriented. Uh, and you know people who are people-oriented and have zero drive. So we want to find that perfect balance. So it's the questions that you ask. And then when you find something, you go home. What was that? Tell me more about that. And if you get those two things together, if you get the people in the drive together, the growth is pretty much guaranteed. Because if they're a team player, they're playing the right part on a team, and they actually fit inside that team, and they have the drive to make it happen, the growth for them professionally will come because they'll be acknowledged for doing a great job for something that they naturally do. 
and the company will experience it because every person who comes in contact with that person is better for it because it will be displayed in everything we do. Does that make sense? Totally. Good. So finding the right person, what happens when you hire the wrong person? That happens, and it happens more than you would like because sometimes people talk a good game. And I do believe that people sometimes, they spend so much time looking for a job and they get so excited when they get to the interview that they actually forget to figure out whether or not that's a job that they actually want uh, and if it's actually a company that they they want to work for. So they don't come prepared to the interview and they don't ask the questions that they need to know in order to know that this is the company for them. And what ends up happening is they come in and they suddenly recognize, oh my goodness, I've made a huge mistake. And then what they start doing is they immediately start looking for a job, right? So for every person that you lose, if it's a higher end uh, exempt person, you actually lose one and a half to two times of their salary. Stop and think about that for a second, right? And if they're an hourly employee, minimum, it's $1,500, minimum, to try and replace that person. But it doesn't take into account uh, the disruption to the team, uh, the team members who are already there that have to lift the burden while we look for another person and bring them up to speed. It's highly disruptive to the company. It actually stops the growth process. It's like planting a garden having the seeds start to come up and then someone coming along behind you and pulling up the plants, right? So you never really get a chance to flourish. And when you get a department that suddenly starts to work well together and it's teamwork at the highest, you know, it's the complete opposite. So it, it is quite disrupting, uh, disruptive to a team and to a company. It could cause collateral damage as in the person trying to hold up that particular thing that particular department, and uh, they might leave because they feel not valued. So it's it's bad. <laughs> um, so when it comes to recruiting, we do have different segments. Um, how do you recruit for each individual one? Yeah, uh, um, FCP is quite unique. I mean, it's quite a unique company, and I think that... It definitely is. <laughs> it is. That's one of the challenges that kind of attracted me to the company because the potentiality of this company is so huge. And um, as a recruiter, uh, it's been a challenge and it's a really good problem-solving puzzle, right? So the four divisions that we have, we have the National Paint Division, uh, which is uh, one of our biggest people, peopled divisions. Uh, there's a lot of complexity goes into that because there's so many different personalities, so many different teams, and we need the hourly employees who are the painters, the general laborers. We have project managers who kind of are between that office person and being out on the road. Uh, we have managers and people that keep the statistics and uh, the estimators and who are, uh, are definitely more numbers oriented, maybe a little higher education, a little higher on the scale. 
as far as uh, problem solving, that type of thing. Not that one is any better or any worse than the, the other, but as you can see, each one of those require different education, different skills, different training. That's just in that one department, one division. And then we have the division, which is the, um, we have a finance division, which kind of oversees everything. And those people definitely um, are requiring a different kind of training, different kind of certification, skill set, uh, a little harder to find. We have the Minnesota Paint Division, very much like the National Paint. They've been around, though, for since the beginning of the organization, over 30 years, really well-established, great customers. And you need the painters and the foremen and the project managers and the people who will keep things running. Um, and then we have uh, another division, which is our construction division. And that is mainly with our uh, renovation, remodel, repair, so retail, uh, hospitality, that type of thing, which is a completely different kettle of fish, you know, completely different. So each one of those requires a different personality. It requires a different education. The people that work down in each side of, of one of those divisions is unique. And so it requires me better understanding or us better understanding what makes them tick? How is their business suffering? How can we fix that with a person or help to fix it? Or where can we identify there are issues? And then how do we bolster that up? So yeah, it's very complex. And uh, right now, uh, it's a challenge all the way around for recruitment because of COVID land and how that's affected uh, our recruiting process. Yeah. Um, what are some major challenges when it comes to recruiting now after everything that's happened with COVID? Uh, we're in a time that we have not ever seen, at least in my conscious memory, which is a while. We've seen ups and downs. You know, the, the market's always kind of ebbed, flowed, moved. Um, and all of a sudden it was moving, 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 and then bang. But the jobs kept going. People were sitting at home because they're afraid to leave because they don't know if they're going to get COVID. Maybe that'll change as people are getting vaccinated. I don't know. Because of the extra monies that people are getting for unemployment um, and they don't know what's going to happen. Is that business going to shut down? Is it going to close? We don't care if you've been in business for 30 years, you could close your doors. So it's easier for them to ride that out until they think that COVID is done. And and then we have the people who normally would be always, we call them the, the passive job market, right? That passive job market is they're kind of unhappy where they are. They really need to find something different. But right now, they're not going to move. If they've got a job, no matter how unhappy they are, they are going to stay. So that has added a layer of complexity. How, you know, the places that we go to for recruitment. So we start with, obviously, the career boards, uh, their bulletin boards, there's one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Uh, you go out, and when you, when you see a team of people, right, you hand them a card, you talk to them, you say, hey, this is what we do. Do you know anybody who's looking for work? Uh, so we do all of that. And, and then we also do executive headhunting and try and find those people that are doing what we need them to do and try and entice them to come to our company because it's a better fit for them. And those things are just really challenging right now. The trade schools have been closed. Uh, the community centers that you normally can go to are not open. So as you can see, 
it's just an interesting ball of wax trying to hire right now. Why do you think referrals have been our most successful when recruiting? That is actually a threefold answer, right? We didn't have referrals very often. We had one person who referred on a regular basis because he was always hiring for his team and he did a great job for it. Really amazing. But what's interesting now is that this year uh, we have had more referrals than we have in the last couple of years. And it's because I think of the culture that we actually are chiseling out mm -hmm. and really making it real for people. So with our team specifically and with you uh, specifically as well, is the way that you embrace the individuals as they're coming in to make them feel welcome, to really have them recognize that you are there for them, picking up your phone at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> We've lost someone in the airport. Can you help me find them? Um, we have been consistent, like a one-two punch, right? One, two, two. Mm -hmm. And that just, that's the value of people and drive. Because if you weren't driven, who'd pick up the phone at two o'clock in the morning to, to figure out why someone didn't get a ride from the airport? Right. Right. <laughs> so I, I think that with that consistency, uh, they're beginning to recognize this is not a turnover machine, mm -hmm. right? When I arrived, I've been here almost two years, and when I arrived, uh, we were running at a, about a 67% turnover rate, maybe a little higher. At one point, I heard it was 75%. So what that meant is that when we were, the teams were returning to come back to start the season, which usually happens March, April, somewhere right around in there, that instead of hiring four people like we did this year, we were hiring 15 people. And if we hadn't maintained the teams that we currently have in the current hiring environment, the impact to the business would be monumental. So referrals are, number one, they have friends that are going to speak up for them. We already know that they fit the culture of our company. And birds of a feather flock together, right? And generally speaking, you're going to get people that are going to be similar in kind to the person that has referred them. And that's 60% of your work right there. Plus, we didn't have to recruit for them. And we didn't have to spend any money in that particular area. So more attention can be paid to, to how we bring them in. So yeah, referrals are our lifeblood. And right now, I think it will become even more important moving forward. And speaking of moving forward, what's next in the HR department? People ops, as we call People it. People ops. People ops. <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. And I, I think that more of the same. The difference is now that we've set a helped, we didn't. We <laughs> helped to actually stabilize mm -hmm. uh, this one particular team. There are other areas of the business now that are expanding and growing that are going to require the same amount of attention. And wherever, it's like water. We're like water. You know, <laughs> we just flow wherever it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And because we have great leadership and uh 
a person who is strategic and allows us to be as tactical as we need to be, and the fact that we all just work together so well. It's a joy coming to work in the morning and recognizing the other person's got your back. And uh, you're going to have a few laughs, which we do a lot. <laughs> and we're going to make a difference in someone's life. And we're going to help the business. I think that we're just going to do more of the same. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously try to get creative around recruitment. Yeah, that sounds like a challenge in itself, but I think we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe in us. I do. I do. Yes. Um, so tell me a story about a fun or something, your most memorable time when you were hiring somebody. Like any particular questions or answers that stand out? <laughs> I think the young woman that I interviewed this morning truthfully was probably one of the most outstanding interviews that I've ever had. When she came in and the question, a very simple question was asked of her. So tell me about yourself. And I went, oh God, here it comes. This one time when I was in first grade, I fell and I skinned my knee. You know, I wait for that because that's pretty much what happens is they go back to high school or whatever that moment was, but they don't really address what we need. And this young woman was so articulate. She talked about the growth of her career, how it started in college. And she gave well thought out answers to uh, how she went about challenging herself, challenging the institution, and then moving into her first job and how that came about and how she was able to stretch herself and what she learned in that, the problem solving. So she was branding herself from the moment she opened her mouth until the minute that she left. And what I walked away with from her was this sense of solidness, team player, creative problem solver, someone who likes to have fun, doesn't take herself too seriously, but is deadly serious about the work that she does. She has a, a self-awareness of who she is. It was brilliant. And I wish more people would understand that, that when you come into an interview, you either have to be really funny or you really have to know what your branding is. Why are you looking for a job? Why this particular company that you've applied for it? And what skills and talents do you have that you've built over time that will support the mission of the company that you're interviewing with? Or you're a creative thinker and say, I can challenge you to do it better, faster, more. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the most empowering um, interview that I've really had in a very, very, very long time. And I, I think I'd rather go safely with that rather than <laughs> Earth High Commander of Alien Invasion Forces. Fair enough. Fair which was enough. my weirdest interview. <laughs> um, what about stories? Oh, no. <laughs> I can tell one. Okay, I go for it. Um, lost somebody at the airport on their first day. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I had to um, and his call phone the airport. Wasn't working. Yep, his phone wasn't working. He had no phone, and I had to call the airport, um, call him on the speaker, see where they were. We finally found them, but then again, he got lost. <laughs> so it was it was it was fun, but 
scary at the time because, you know, you don't want to lose employees at the airport, especially <laughs> on their first day. <laughs> so let me ask you, how do you approach recruitment? I start with personality um, and how they will fit the team. I look at the team first and I'm like, okay, um, these people, you know, are team players. Um, you get in, you have introverts and you got you have ex, extroverts. And um, depending what I'm recruiting for, I will try to find similar personalities in a way, but not similar skills. I try to separate those two because there's a difference between personality and skills. And you want to look for somebody that has skills that aren't in the team already. So then um, you kind of start building from that. Um, the other thing is um, their drive. I like to see that in people. Um, you know, some people don't have drive, but even then they want something and you want to be able to offer that to them. Um, you know, I've, I've recruited for people that were at minimum wage jobs where it was um, warehouse and People were appreciative, you know, some people didn't have the skills or, you know, something in their background that they couldn't get hired and stuff. And you giving them that chance and the appreciation that comes with it is just phenomenal. And um, that's like our end yeah. goal for people to be happy when yeah. we recruit them and we put them in the right place, um, job. Yeah. Um, you know, there's times where they applied for one job and I told them, you know what, I think you would be better at this one. Do you think you can try it out based on what you told me? And then they come back weeks later and they're like, I love my job. Yeah. You know, thank you. I appreciate it and stuff. And that feeling is just amazing. So I always try to go people first and then skills. Huh. Is that a value? Maybe. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Why do you think the people operations team at FCP services is different? Mm -hmm. Or do you? Um, we're different because, this is speaking for myself, I've worked at minimum wage jobs, jobs that you didn't really require any skills. So working my way up. So I know, um, you know, the way people are treated sometimes if they think they, um, they're replaceable or um, managers just taking advantage of that. Um, and I've been able to work my way up and I see that and I don't want anybody to go through that. So I try my best and, um, it go, it aligns with our core values of people taking care of people first. And that's one of the reasons why I moved across the country to, to work at FCP services because of those people drive growth. Um, I have a hunger for, learning as much as I can and yeah you learn with every person you recruit and hire and you know um whenever we try to recruit for somebody that's in the office I'll try to go see what their skills are and they pick their brain and stuff so that you know brings out my drive and um it helps me grow so you know being able to pay that forward to other people is just amazing and i think that's why we work well together because mm. you know i've learned so much from you i've learned so much from john and mm. it's just i want to keep paying it forward <laughs> what i think is interesting uh thank you for that i i sincerely appreciate that and the truth is is that I, every day i learn something from you because you bring a freshness to it you bring ideas to hr which is really important Right. We have to think about things differently. And I love the way your brain works. And you challenge me 
to to recognize and to open up to other possibilities, which has been really a good thing. The other thing that I think I'd like to tout our, you know, blow our horn for just a little bit, <laughs> I, you know, when we started the recruitment process for the national paint team mm -hmm. was such a high turnover. It was exhausting, right? Mm -hmm. It just felt like we were just on a treadmill all day, every day. And uh, even before you got here, I had put the names up on the board and I began to recognize, we have this, this whiteboard mm -hmm. and on the whiteboard, we've got all of our teams lined out with who the foremen are and who are the people on the teams. And that became a living, breathing document, uh, which is interesting. It wasn't about the names on the board. It was about the personalities on the board. Mm -hmm. And we spent a year of going, you know, that personality is not going to fit with that person. Let's, let's, yeah, instead of terminating them, why don't we move them over here and mm -hmm. see if they fit here and figure out whether or not this is a better place for them to be, where they will be embraced and brought into the team. And that board became so important to us that people actually started to treat the board as if it was gospel, right? <laughs> they didn't really recognize that what we were doing was trying to take care of the people mm -hmm. because that's our inventory, right? This mm -hmm. is what we do is to make sure that the humans are being taken care of. But when we finally looked at that board that one day, I don't know if you remember, and the board was stable, mm -hmm. which meant the teams were stable, that there was no turnover, and that there was very little happening out there, which meant that that something magical was going on. And I remember for that moment, it was like a click. It was like a pop almost of, we did this. Holy buckets, we did it, <laughs> right? And it really was a moment of pride. Um, yeah. And I thought maybe then I should just turn in my resignation because <laughs> that was the best it was going to be. But uh, that was amazing. Do you remember that? When we yes. looked at that board and went, well, yeah, look what we did. Yes. And then having everybody come back, you know, for the new season, they were still here and we were able to meet them in person. It just, it kind of solidified what we had done. Well, to put some numbers to it, right? Mm -hmm. This year we had 93% of the teams, of the people in the teams return. Mm -hmm. 93%. The year before, 67%. Okay. That's bloody dramatic, right? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I think we need a raise. Um, <laughs> and the other part was we had seven referrals at the beginning of this season from people who didn't normally refer Mm -hmm. people to come to work. That was monumental. Yes. I, and the stabilization of that was really important. But the most important part that I love every single day is that I believe that we've built a level of trust with the individuals in the field that they know we're, th we're there for them. Mm -hmm. And the conversations that we have are like talking to friends. Mm -hmm. Hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? How can we help you? Instead of trying to problem solve, mm -hmm. it really is now about supporting and helping to shore that up. Because we've got some brilliant people who work for us. Just brilliant. And they work hard. And I'm glad that we can be there to support them. So I think that that's where our success has actually been. So we can count all those other things and all the things we've done, but to fully recognize that something we've done has helped mm -hmm. yes. the team. I agree. Me too. <laughs> All right. So um, thank you for being here with us at FCP. Um, 
we we will be in the HR department. <laughs> I think the most important part uh, is to recognize that without the team that we have, mm -hmm. the success that we have, number one, would have been harder to achieve. And number two, wouldn't have been as sweet as mm -hmm. when you actually achieve it as a team. That is right? very true. And so that's the very beginning of people mm -hmm. and drive and growth is the people team. Yes. Right? Yep. So it's been a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to do this podcast with us. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I did. We apologize for not having hair and makeup, but you look very pretty. <laughs> next time. Yes, next time. <laughs> we'll increase our budget. There we go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.